0: Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Good morning Global Church and friends of Global great to be with you again this week. I've got a great message for you this morning. And last week we were looking at the Easter message and how Thomas, the disciple the resurrection, had lost his faith, he, his, his hopes had gone. But during the lockdown, you know, they, they couldn't move around as disciples because the authorities were after murdering them too, only because they were followers of Jesus, they'd committed no crime and neither had Jesus. Isn't it funny that they crucified Jesus, not for what he'd done wrong, but for who we claimed to be? But Thomas wasn't there when Jesus appeared to the 12, but eventually he met with the risen Christ and he was given fresh hope and new faith. He was re-energised and repurposed and he he reframed his life. You know, during this lockdown, you can leave this lockdown with more than what you went in with and, and be tooled up on the inside to take whatever life throws at you. And that's what I want to do. I want to help you, enable you, to be somebody that's an overcomer in life and not somebody that's always kind of like the glass is half empty or oh well what about this again Mr Negative and Mrs Negative I want you to be strong and strong for your family a great example for your kids a great example for your community so today I want to have a look at attitude. Attitude can be your best friend or your worst enemy but attitude creates momentum and what a great week we've had with Captain Thomas you, you know, walking up and down, doing his, was it, 100 laps? And the last I heard, he'd made 14 million pounds. He'd just become my best friend. <laughs> I know, I'm joking, I'm joking, I know it's for charity. Anyway, what a great attitude that man has. And uh, he's got an attitude of gratitude. He's very grateful for things in life because he's gone through some hard times through WorldWise. And at the, at the end of his life, the end of his life the last few years maybe of his life are turning out to be the best years of his life and you know because he's got a great attitude momentum has grown around that man that man and uh, he signifies all that's good about about our nation and all that's good about having a great attitude so i want to have a look at attitude today and it's common to assume that to be a great human being it's all about skills and techniques but in reality The leadership of yourself begins when you possess the right attitude about your circumstances and yourself. William James, the father of modern psychology, he said this. The greatest discovery of my generation is that humans can alter their lives by altering their attitude of mind. Your attitude will determine your action. Your attitude will determine your words. Attitude creates momentum. And momentum is that force that is built up over a space of time whereby your human effort is going, but all of a sudden momentum kicks in and you just become unstoppable. And having a great attitude is like that where it creates momentum for good or for evil or for bad. It can get you, it can get you far, it can get you really into trouble. You know, maybe I'm speaking to teenagers. I know I'm from some of you guys from Global Church. You know, but other teenagers will be listening in. And I want to say that attitude can be your best friend or your worst enemy. And it's it's easy when you're a kid, but you're not a kid anymore. When you become a teenager, around about, uh, if, well, you become when you're 13, but the age time <laughs> around 12, 13, 14 is different for, for different people. But moodiness kicks in and grumpiness kicks in, and you think. I don't know what's happening to me. I will. Ne- I would never go back to my teenage years. They were the toughest years of my life. And uh, and I've heard that voice by many, many people my age. Because when you, 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 you go through things, your body's changing. You, 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 your metabolism's changing. Everything about you is changing. And uh, it, it's, it's the most confusing time. It the, it's the, can be the most lonely time. And I want to say, don't be in it on your own. Don't feel like you're on your own. Because, you know, connect with us. And privately, you can connect with the invisible God. And he can walk you through your teenage years. You know, Jesus had to be a teenager. I just want you to know that. You know, the, we, we get very little information in the Gospels about Jesus growing up. But when we did, it was when he'd just become a teenager. He was asking questions about the faith. And he was questioning the top leaders of his nation. That's awesome. Not just... Asking questions, but answering questions as a teenager. And so I want you to listen in. I want you to have a great attitude. I want to explain life to you. And uh, as we're finding things out for ourselves, so many teenagers don't have anybody explaining life to them. Or if they do, they're not listening because it might be mum or dad, they're too close. And sometimes it's difficult. And so a third person like myself speaking in can bring some wisdom to you, and I hope I do, but you need to listen to your parents as well. (laughs) But attitude, I want to have a look at some aspects of attitude and tool us up, you know, coming through this time, not just teenagers, but mums and dads, grandmas and granddads. We're never too old to learn, and um, here we go. Number one, my attitude as I begin a task will affect its outcome more than anything else. My attitude as I begin the task, what's your attitude like when you're beginning a task? Are you dragging your feet and like moaning and grumbling and complaining? Listen, I get it. We don't all that sort way. Hey, I've got this to do today. <laughs> got to empty all the rubbish out way. But you know what? <laughs> Might not be as high as that, but we've got to switch something on the inside to say, I've got to learn to like the process. I've got to learn to get through doing what I'm supposed to do. And uh, that will produce in your great attitude. It's all to do with changing the thinking. In so many situations, the battle is won long before it's begun. And uh, ask yourself, are, we, are you full of faith and hope and optimism? Or are you a negative and doubtful kind of person, always doubtfully getting good results, like nothing will ever happen to this? Watch what comes out of your mouth. Sometimes we have to listen to ourselves. Sometimes we have to think about what we're thinking about, and you, why? Did, why am I thinking like this? Why am I talking like this? Sometimes you think you're cracking up, and you're not. You're just having a conversation with yourself, and that's important. It's healthy and it's good. So many situations, the battle is won before it's begun. And in the Bible, there's the story of Moses after he brought the two million people out of Egypt. is taking them into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey, resources good food, prosperity, it's a great land, properties, there's all sorts in there, vineyards they never planted, and God's got it all planned and ready for them, and he says, you've just got to walk into it, how amazing is that? And of course there were some trials and tribulations along the way, but God always always speaks from victory, and he's saying, you can do it, like a great dad is saying to Israel, you can do it. Moses sent 12 spies, 10 came back and they went, oh no, there's giants in the land and you know there's like the city walls they are so big you know i've never seen anything like it this is incredible and it's like he said we feel like grasshoppers in our own eyes and uh and we were the same to them they just had really you know they felt small but two guys were different caleb and joshua and they came back with a good report and they said yeah there's giants in the land but there's giant possibilities Yes, the, the cities are built with these fortified walls. They are incredible how we are going to learn from all that. We're going to build some similar things. And they were like, there's challenges, but honestly, it is the land is amazing. And they came back, but the Israelites, they listened to fear, not faith. And instead of walking through the gateway called Kadesh Barnea and walking a 14-day journey into the promised land, because they listened to fear and not faith, they walked around and around in a desert for 40 years. You know what one of the complaints was, one of the fears? What about our kids? If we make this move now, what about the kids? They'll suffer. We're going to be sacrificing our kids. You know what God's response to that was? He said, the children that you're fearful about are the ones that will go in and take possession of the land, but as for you, because of your unbelief, you won't get in. And you know something, bad attitudes holds back god's blessing on our life so often why would you bless a bad attitude there's some things that god can bless and there is something or promote there's a word a a resource Blessing's a big word there's so many things that god can bless but there's so many things that he can't and i'm here today to say he can bless faith and a great attitude and uh, you know you'll go further with a positive attitude even if you're wrong you'll go further why because people will want to be around you people will see your heart and want to help you in your dream or your vision. Joshua and Caleb, they saw fruit in the land. You know, it took two men to bring the, the bunch of bunches of grapes that were just like so big and heavy. You know, they got produce from the land and they brought grapes. What do grapes produce? Wine. Yeah. These men were focused. Just saying. Joshua and Caleb saw fruit in the land. The ten spies saw problems in the land. Joshua and Caleb saw themselves in God's hand, with God's resources behind them. The other 10 spies saw themselves as small and weak. Joshua and Caleb were optimistic about the future. The other 10 spies were pessimistic about the future. Joshua and Caleb encouraged stepping out in faith. The 10 spies prevented the people from progress. What a shame. 40 years lost just because they listened to fear Not faith. What's your attitude like today? Here's an attitude checklist. What is my usual attitude at the beginning of a new experience? Are there certain new experiences that cause me to feel negative? Do these areas help determine my success with my family or with my workplace, my ministry, or even your relationship with God? Your attitude at the beginning of a task will affect its outcome more than anything else. Number two, my attitude towards others determines their attitude towards me. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. He said, "'Give, and it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. They will pour it into your lap. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return.'" And Jesus Jesus is how you give is how you'll receive. We understand, and, and I hope you understand, just because you do good to people doesn't mean they're going to do good back. We get that. But ultimately, people will treat you differently because of the way you treat them. It, it just, it's just the way it is. Generally speaking, people are in mirrors. They will reflect the attitude of their leader or their spouse or their kids or, or whatever. They will reflect... The attitude of the dad or the mum. You must initiate the attitude that you want in return. Leaders or parents must understand this to get results. Jesus says, just as you want people to treat you, you must treat them like that. It's called the golden rule. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Listen, if you want respect from your kids, treat them with respect. Just because you're in a position of leadership in the family doesn't mean you're a great person. You have to become that great person. You know, positional leadership is the lowest form of leadership. John Maxwell, the great leadership guru, he has five levels of leadership and positional is the uh, the first level of leadership. Somebody has to be in a position of leadership. But you know, you've got to get beyond that and to get into relational. Relationship where you're actually good at relating to people and you're helping them and, and it moves on. It's not enough just to say, I'm the leader, I'll decide. You know, there has to be a pulse within your leadership. There has to be a heartbeat. There has to be a connection to your kids and to your colleagues or to your wife and to your husband. Researchers at a major university reported that a person's success on the job was 13% due to their understanding of the product and 87% due to their understanding of people. Your attitude towards others determines their attitude towards you. Four important steps with people. And I learn, I know these four steps, but I'm still learning these four steps. Number one, remember their name. Whoever you're working with, or whoever you're in contact with, remember their name. Nothing makes a person feel more important than remembering their name. Number two, recognize their potential. Nothing makes a person feel more unique. Young people need to hear us as parents and the older generations speaking in their potential. This is what I, this is what I see. This is what I hear when I listen to you. I can see this. I can see that. I can. And you know something? Nothing makes them feel more unique. And and let's be measured with that. Let's give them reasons why we see and hear things and see potential in them. The next one is request their help or ask for help, I'm trying to keep it all with the R's, remember the name, recognize the potential, request their help. Nothing makes a a person feel more useful than when you say, can you give us an hand? And don't be one of these islands, and as men we can be like this, where people offer you help and you're like, no, 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 I'm all right, I'm all right. And your wife's going, really? It's not what you were telling me at breakfast this morning. (laughs) So, you know, we can become an island. So, you know, ask people for the help. People want to help. Nothing makes a person feel more useful than if you ask them to help you. Number four, reward their efforts. Nothing makes a person feel more valuable than when you appreciate what they've done for them. And sometimes appreciation can just be a big thank you. It can be a, it can be a big hug. I do feel a bit embarrassed when my build is finished and I'm and I'm hugging him, not paying him. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I tell him the checks in the post. So anyway, reward them. You know, I'm, I don't know whether you like me, but somebody will tell me the name. I'll ask I'll ask them, the name. They tell me the name. And within moments, I've forgotten it. I don't know, I'm, I'm, I am easily distracted. Oh, there's a squirrel. No, I am, I'm easily distracted. And uh, I have to work hard at this to try and remember the names. And it's so demoralising when you have to go back and say, sorry, just tell me your name again. You know, it's even more demoralising. Demoralising on the fifth time. And use a bit of humour. Honestly, I'm, I'm trying to help you with these attitudes, but you know, don't don't walk around thinking I've got attitude one down and attitude two. And you know, we're growing. And let's enjoy learning. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 1 in the Living Translation says, a wise leader makes learning a joy. And you know, we've got to enjoy learning. Otherwise, we'll not come back to it. We need to enjoy learning not to the teachers. anyway, number three, my attitude is the major difference between success and failure. Proverbs chapter 4 says, watch over your heart and guard it with all diligence for from it flow the springs of life. Don't pollute the springs of life by allowing all sorts of rubbish into your life and uh, you know let' let's guard your heart guard what you watch and listen to. I love documentaries, I love all sorts of stuff on tellys, but you know sometimes it can just be if you're too much in that or, or just listening to some some music even good music, you miss out on other things your diet, what you're allowing into your life is not great and we need to be reading and thinking and in conversation with people, listening to podcasts we need to become self feeders the book of Proverbs reminds us this is in the Bible, of how important our attitude is towards life out of the heart flow the springs of life. Think about this. You're only an attitude away from success. You're only an attitude away from failure. An Olympic gold medal winner once said, I believe the only difference between gold and silver, yeah, the gold and silver medal winners, is their attitude, not their ability. It's their attitude. You know, Proverbs also list some bad things that are abhorrent to life and God himself. He says, Pride, coveting, lust, envy, anger, gluttony, laziness, but they're all matters of the attitude. But also right attitudes can make up for what you lack in resources. Many leaders in the past have accomplished great things without any resources other than a positive attitude. You'll do more with less when you have a positive attitude of faith, you will you'll do more with less. And so come on, let's wobble our heads during this lockdown. And let's look at and assess ourselves and see where we've got bad attitude, stinking thinking, BS, you know, belief systems that just don't work for us. And let's be courageous enough to change. And last of all, I'm not gonna get through all my points today, I'm gonna save some for next week, but my attitude, number four, my attitude can turn my, my problems into blessings, And in the, uh, the book of Philippians in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul writes this, he said, Have this attitude in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not re- regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking on the form of a servant and being made in likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the pains of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Just amazing. Jesus is the greatest example. You know, God loves humility. A close friend of Jesus called Peter, He was a really proud, arrogant man, And he had foot and mouth disease. He was putting his foot in it, you know, before he opened it. He opened his mouth before he he, he engaged the brain. But he, he said this. He said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he will lift you up. God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. Attitudes. Whenever we get problem, problems are like spikes going into you. And then what's in your heart? comes out it's like carrying a have you ever had a cup and saucer and you're carrying a drinking a drinking a cup and saucer by the time you get back to your seat or whatever it's all spilling out you see whatever's in the cup spills out Whatever's in your heart will spill out and problems come and they, they prod you and then what's in you comes out and it's not always good that's where we have the unidentified flying adjectives coming out and things because we get all frustrated and bent out of shape but I want to say th- there's three phases to a problem, just to help us. There's the awareness phase, the awareness we have a problem. Then there's the evaluation, what went wrong, and then what can we do right, and then last of all, we've got choice. This is where attitude steps in. We can choose to make a mountain out of a molehill, or we can just get on with it, and with a great attitude. We can, at this point, we can begin dreaming. Or become disappointed. We can start building, or blaming. We can get busy, or get angry. We can become bitter, or become better. The choice is ours. And you know, we've got to get rid of some of the things that we have in our in our armoury from our past, in our psyche from our past, from our upbringing and everything, and the reflexes that we've given out and have produced. Sometimes we've got through things. But you know what? It's not a great way to live, and you know it. You know, people get jobs done with, with brute anger and having to go at people and putting people down and shouting and throwing things around, and everybody backs off, and the, the person thinks they've won and they haven't won. They've got the job done, but what a mess you've created in doing the job. Having a great attitude, getting hold of yourself, and saying, I will not behave like that again. I'm going to change let's have let's let's have courageous men and women coming out of the lockdown saying them old attitudes that stinking thinking it has to go because there's a new me coming out you know i'm coming out i want the world to know (laughs) sorry it's this lockdown it's getting to me we've got to we've got to come out of stinking thinking and we've, we've really got to get going with a great attitude whether a problem becomes a blessing or remains a problem Depends more on you than it does on Almighty God. You see, God desires all the time to turn things round into blessings. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. For God will make all things work together for your good. To them, they are called according to his purposes. God will cause all things to work together for your good. That's a great promise. I've hung on to that promise so many times in so many different situations and good things happen, it's fantastic. I'm I'm here to say I've been practicing some of this stuff and it works and I want to pass it on to you. But remember much of the Bible was written by prisoners, by oppressed minorities and those in captivity. But the writers rose above the circumstances and proved that God was true and real to his promises. And it's incredible. They did that in their generation and they wrote about it. I've read what they wrote and I believe it. It's the same God that's working in my life. And he can work in your life. And you know, come on, let's let's hook up with God. You can either hook up with fear. You can hook up with negativity, you can hook up with unbelief, or you can hook up with faith, with positivity, with energy for the future. It is so simple. In the book of Deuteronomy, God gave Israel, the whole nation, he gave them two choices. He says, today I put two choices before you, life and death. And he said, choose life. Come on, choose life. And that's what I want to say to you today, choose life. We've been living a million deaths because of bad attitude. And you know, it's time for us to reverse all that and to say, I'm gonna to learn to put on a new attitude, a good attitude, a great attitude. And so I said plenty there. Well, I've got, uh, I've got some more points for next week, but it's your attitude that great, creates great momentum in your life, and we need to make momentum our friend because you'll get further faster with momentum created by a great attitude. Your attitude can become your best friend or become your worst enemy. But it's up to you. None of that's up to God. It's up to you. And as we engage the change in our, the transition from what we are now and our attitudes now into what we want to become, people love change, they don't like transition. How to get the change. And as we transition from, from what we are now to what we want to become, God will help us. And we need good friends around us to encourage us to keep going. You're not being poly on a positive when, when you're just having a positive outcome. You're actually exercising faith and saying, God, I trust you for a great outcome on this. And we don't always understand everything that we go through. And not every bad thing is sent from God. That's what, that's what most people think. Well, if there's a God, why has he sent this and why has he allowed that? No, no, no. Life, life comes at you. But God is your friend. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast please check out our other messages available on the website.